Look up at the skies. That's what humanity has done since the beginning. The stars showing us God who created them. But this month, we can see more than usual. Jupiter and Saturn will be visible from Earth throughout October. NASA calls it Evenings with Giants. They're urging people to go outside after sunset and look for the two largest planets in our solar system. When darkness first falls, they'll be in the southeast, moving west during the night. That's the closest Jupiter has been to Earth since October 1963. But it's still 367 million miles away, and it won't come this close again until 2139. The skies can only amaze us. The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of His hands. This is the same God who rescues His people, and He has delivered us through Jesus Christ, the greater Moses. Welcome to Haven today, and happy Thanksgiving if you're in Canada. I'm Charles Morris, sharing the great story that's all about Jesus, and here on this Monday, we're starting a new series called The God Who Leads You Out. In a moment, we're going to be joined by best-selling author and former pastor Robert Morgan in Nashville. The Lord took him through a very trying time when his wife was dying. But Rob will share with us how the Lord saw him through it all. He was the God who led him into that trial, and he was the same God who led him out. And sometimes we can be in the middle of the Lord's will, and even then we have impossible situations that bring us great anxiety and hardship, but the Lord knows what he's going to do. Pastor Rob Morgan will be back with us in a moment. I spent time with him at his home recently, and I know you're going to be encouraged by our time together, because I was. And then after the program, I want to share with you his book called The Red Sea Rules, 10 God-Given Strategies for Difficult Times. A friend of mine introduced me to this book a few months back, and I couldn't wait to pass it on to you. In fact, that's what my friend does. He buys multiple copies of Red Sea Rules and gives them away to encourage struggling Christians. This book uses the story of the Israelites to offer 10 strategies for dealing with hard times in order to move from fear to faith. All of us have faced times that seem impossible, and we long for God to move in mighty ways, just like the Israelites. And this book makes it very clear that God is in control, even in your most difficult times. So call us after this program and ask for your own copy or multiple copies of the Red Sea Rules. Our number to call is 865-HAVEN, 865-HAVEN, or give online and get the book at haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. And now let's open with his famous Fear Not, Chris Tomlin, from his album Love Ran Red.
little strange for Haven today. I'm Charles Morris in Nashville. Robert Morgan, you're a well-known author. First time you've ever been on this program. I think this is the first studio I've ever been in Nashville, Tennessee. Well, I'm so glad you're here. This is the first time we've ever used this studio. <laughs> this used to be a closet and an apartment that we rented out. And uh, when my renter left, we decided to take this room over and we've made this studio. And this is the inaugural debut well, in this in this little closet-sized studio. And I'm very proud that it's with you. Oh, thank you so much. And you grew up with the Haven of Rest, uh, which was started in a studio in Hollywood, California, and not Nashville, Tennessee. I'm very familiar with the show and very grateful for the work that's been done now all through these years. Well, we have offered as a resource, a ministry resource, some of your works before. But a friend of mine who was going through a really hard time could have lost his business. Another friend of his gave him a copy of a book that you had written, who then told me, and I got a copy. Isn't it amazing how the Lord works in these things? And I thought, well, I'm going to be in Nashville soon. I need to stop in and for the first time meet Robert Morgan or Rob Morgan, pastor for many decades at the Donaldson Fellowship Church near Opryland, in fact. And uh, you wrote this book called The Red Sea Rules, 10 God-Given Strategies for Difficult Times. The same God who led you in will lead you out. That's a great line. That book came out of a personal experience of mine. I'd been in Israel leading a tour, Mm -hmm. and I was on the way back. We had spent a day or two in Athens. And when we left Athens on the plane, no one was sitting beside me. It was very early in the morning, and I hadn't had my morning devotions yet Mm -hmm. since I was 19. I've been starting every day with Bible study and prayer. But that was a very early flight. So as soon as we took off, I opened my Bible, and my reading for that day was Exodus 14. I'd been reading through the book of Exodus. Mm -hmm. I also had a very deep burden on my heart. It was just a very anxious situation that I was coming back home to. And as I read Exodus 14 about God parting the waters and saving the Israelites from the Egyptians, it's as though the Lord sat down and said, now I want to show you some things about this. And I began writing and I couldn't write fast enough to write down the insights that came. So out of that, then, I came back and I preached a series of sermons called God Will Make a Way. And Isn't out that, of that how it always works? Yes, God out of that series of sermons. teaches you something and, and then it turns into a sermon series if you're a pastor. It's got to be that way. It's yes. got to be that way. We preach from the overflow. We teach and we write from the overflow. I never go into the Bible looking for sermons. I just the Lord say, Lord, leads speak to us, me. And he does, doesn't I know. he? Yes. Speak to me. I, yes. need, I need that word from him. And then when it comes, I just want to share it with other people. And that's how sermons and books and lessons, everything else develops. Wow. So you're on this plane, you're headed back, and you couldn't stop writing. What were you learning that you could apply to your own life from that crossing of the Red Sea? Well, the Israelites, they were in an impossible place. And the very first verse of Exodus 14 said, The Lord told Moses, Go back and turn around here and camp by Migdal by the sea opposite Bel Zephon. This is where you should be. 
And that verse just spoke to me. You wouldn't believe how that spoke to me. Rob, that verse is not underlined in my Bible. <laughs> it's not highlighted. I know if somebody called you in the middle of the night asking you a verse of encouragement, you probably wouldn't give them that one. <laughs> but what that said to me was the Lord deliberately led the Israelites into a place where their options were impossible and they were facing annihilation. And sometimes we can be in the middle of the Lord's will, and even then we have impossible situations that bring us great anxiety and hardship, but the Lord knows what He's going to do. Mm. So we have to trust Him and see. So beginning with that first verse, the chapter just unfolded unusually for me. Mm. Wow. And that is such a profound chapter because uh, many times some of us don't read ourselves into the text. But if there's one place in the Bible, especially of the Old Testament, where you can read yourself into the text, it's Exodus 14. And that's what you were doing early that morning. You were probably a little foggy. I've gotten up on some of those early flights back to North America from the Middle East. But it was more than just that one verse that struck you. It kept on speaking to you as you read more. Yes, the whole chapter is so rich, and the principles that are there are pretty self-evident when you see them. For example, the Israelites were terrified that the Egyptians were coming, and they could see those Egyptians. They could see the clouds of dust. They could see the sunlight gleaming Mm -hmm. on the spears and on the armor. Maybe they could hear the thunder of the chariots coming towards them, knowing that they were going to be annihilated. But they had to keep their eyes on the Lord. You have to acknowledge your enemy, but you have to keep your eyes on the Lord. Too many times we acknowledge the Lord, but we keep our eyes on the enemy or on the problem or on whatever it is that's causing us the distress. But those Israelites, they had to acknowledge that here comes Pharaoh, but their eyes were on the Lord. Mm. That word picture you painted. You could write books, Rob. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and then the Lord said to Moses, stand still, and you will see the salvation of the Mm. Lord. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. there are times when the best thing we can do is stand still to see what God is going to do. Wait on yeah. the Lord. Ruth Bell Graham said that we cannot do the impossible. That's God's department. We mm. can do the, the we mm. can do the possible. We can do what we can do, but we have to leave the impossible with Him. And I, you know, sometimes that's what the Israelites had to do, and sometimes that's very much what I have to do as well. It's it's a very interesting book because it's small, and I opened it up and I realized it was thick, even though it was small. These ten God-given strategies for difficult times, we don't have to go through every one of them right now because we don't have time on today's program, but just pick one or two. You know, you said a minute ago that you were going through a hard time in your life when you wrote this. Do you mind sharing with us what that hard time was that you were going through? There were two or three things happening at once. There were some problems with the pressures of my work Mm -hmm. and with my pastorate, and being in Israel had been a respite from that, but now I was going back to it. And then there were family issues that were weighing heavily upon me. And there are so many times when... I'm prone to panic. You know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I have anxiety issues, and, mm-hmm. and I can have a panic attack with the best of them. So the combination of various factors, and my wife, you know, was being diagnosed at that time with multiple sclerosis. Mm-hmm. 
So all in all, it was a, a very difficult time. I wasn't facing annihilation like the Israelites were, but I think I had something of the panic and the fear that they had. They were trapped between the devil and the deep Red Sea. And sometimes we find ourselves there too. Now, sometimes it's our own fault. We do something foolish. We bring it on ourselves. We bring it on ourselves. But other times we are doing the best we can and we find these problems coming at us. But in any case, the moment that we recognize that when we give it over to the Lord totally, He can rout us correctly, hmm. then we begin to come out of the darkness. We begin to trust Him and find that He's going to lead us. And Charles, He leads us step by step. Hmm. One of the principles in the book is take the next logical step by faith. Hmm. The Israelites had to go towards that Red Sea. And they took that step they had before to take. the waters parted, didn't they? Yes, and they couldn't have imagined what would happen, but the Lord said, go, and they just went. They could only go as far as they could go. They couldn't go very far, in fact, but they went as far as they could. They took every step, one after another, step by step, moment by moment. And when the time came, the Lord parted the waters, and I would love to have seen it. I can imagine it. You know, the walls of water, like congealed glass walls shimmering, must have been 40, 50, 100 feet over their heads. They went through it with those walls on either side, and they went through on dry ground, dry shod. And, Charles, it was at nighttime. It was at midnight, 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock in the night. But the presence of the Lord was there casting a light that made it look like broad daylight to them. Now, with the Egyptians, it was utter blackness. Mm. And the Lord has his own way of resolving things. Mm. Now, who would have thought Jesus, when he wanted to go across the lake, walked on the water? Mm -hmm. He could have given mm -hmm. the Israelites the ability to walk on the water across to the other side. But this was the way he wanted to do it. So you have to trust God to deliver in his own unique way. And Rob, I should mention, you're describing these as rules, but you're not giving me a Dale Carnegie course on if you'll just follow these simple steps and do it on your own, then you're going to make it through and you're going to be highly successful, wealthy, wise, whatever. That's not what you mean by these 10 rules, these 10 strategies out of a single chapter of God's Word, is it? We can see the patterns of how God works in the stories that He gives us. Mm -hmm. So when we study any Bible story, we should say, what are the patterns here? What is God doing? How is He doing it? How can I apply this to my own life? Mm -hmm. We can take those Bible verses, put our names in them, and if we exegete them correctly and read things in context, then we find principles there that we can apply to ourselves. And that's why Paul said to the Corinthians that those things in the Old Testament, the stories, were written as examples. And you and I are both digging deep into Philippians right now. Do not be anxious, you know, about anything. You know, we don't have to be, do we? No. And that wonderful passage in Philippians 4, 4 through 9 is the greatest antidote for anxiety hmm. in the Bible. I think there are three passages in hmm. the Bible that really focus on anxiety. There's Psalm 37, fret not. There's Jesus's words in Matthew 6, do not worry. And then there is 
Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. again. Rejoice. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to To all. all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, and you know the passage. So this is what we have to learn over and over again. This is what the Israelites really were learning at the Red Sea. You can either panic or you can trust the Lord and let him bring you through to praise. Those are our two choices so often as we go through life. By the way, Rob has wrote this book a number of years ago, but he's doing all of this off the cuff, no notes, nothing. What's another one of these rules? Well, let me jump to the end. The last one is don't forget to praise him, because Mm. when they got to the other side and those walls of water came crashing down on the Egyptians Mm -hmm. and the Israelites realized they were free and liberated for the first time. And there was no going back to Egypt. They could only go forward, but they were going forward without the pursuing Egyptians. And they burst into song. And so Exodus chapter 15 says, I will sing unto the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. The horse and rider fell into the sea. And Miriam took her tambourine and she started, she started her, hymn, her dancing her and singing. Yes. That is the first recorded hymn. In, in the all Bible. the Bible. It's the first of any of our biblical Jewish or Christian hymns. It all goes back to Exodus 15. That is the first recorded mm. hymn. Now, I'm sure that people sang to the Lord before then, right. but this is the one that was chosen as the Bible's first recorded hymn. Mm. Mm. Somebody who was a member of the Haven of Rest Quartet for a number of years, for a lot of years, and I knew before he went home to be with the Lord, said to me once, 10 people walk down the street, nine have a broken heart, and you just don't know the story about the 10th one. As we're talking about this and our need for abundant grace in our lives every day, more grace, more power, more Jesus every day, how do you think all of us should look at a chapter like this and find more Christ, more grace in our lives today. Well, Jesus was there. He was literally there. The angel of the Lord was God the Son. And so he was there leading the Israelites. I mean, it's very clear in the Old Testament, Jesus would appear at various times in various ways before his incarnation in Bethlehem. Mm -hmm. There was God the Father, in heaven, but there would be a God figure on earth and often called the angel of the Lord. Yes. And it was God the Son. And so he was the one who was there leading the Israelites. And the brightness of his glory Mm. shown, you know, Jesus radiates light. When we see him in the book of Revelation, it's blinding. When Paul saw him on the road to Damascus, it blinded him. When the disciples saw him on the Mount of Transfiguration, he was like the sun. So, The light coming from Jesus cast these tremendous rays upon the ocean, upon the sea, let them go through, and the same Jesus does the same to us. Uh, We are to walk in the light. Mm -hmm. You know, the theme of John's gospel is, I am the light, and the theme of 1 John is, walk in the light. So it's as though the Apostle John said, since Jesus is the light of the world, let me tell you how to walk in the light. And that's what the Israelites literally were doing as they crossed through the Red Sea. Robert Morgan, thank you for being a blessing to me today. I used to say I'm very honored. Mm. And now I thought it's not a matter of honor, it's a matter of gratitude. So Mm. I am very thankful, Charles. Thank you. Thanks, Rob. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Give us faith to be strong 
Father, we are so weak. Our bodies are fragile and weary. And as we stagger and stumble to walk where you lead, give us faith to be strong. Give us faith to be strong. Give us strength to be faithful. Life is not long, but it's hard. Give us grace to go on, make us willing and able. Lord, give us faith to be strong. Give us peace when we're torn, mend us up when we break. Flesh can be wounded and shaky. When there's much too much trouble for one heart to take, give us peace when we're torn. Give us faith to be strong. Give us strength to be faithful. This life is not long, but it's hard. Give us grace to go on, make us willing and able. Lord, give us faith to be strong. Give us hearts to find hope. Father, we cannot see how the sorrow we feel can bring freedom. And as hard as we try, Lord, it's hard to believe. So give us hearts to find hope. Give us faith to be strong. Give us strength to be faithful. This life is not long. all need that, don't we? Faith to be strong. Andrew Peterson, as we open a program series this week called The God Who Leads You Out. I'm so thankful we could spend some time with Robert Morgan today. His words ministered to my soul. After all, life is hard for everyone right now, even me and you. And even if you're not overwhelmed by life's challenges, we are all in desperate need of seeing the comfort of Jesus every day. And just as certain is the fact that the same God who let us in will lead us out. And that's exactly the point Robert Morgan makes in his book called The Red Sea Rules, that God is in control. Using the Israelite story from Exodus 14 as his starting point, 
Robert Morgan offers 10 sound biblical strategies for moving from fear to faith. And as you read this book, I know you'll be comforted and you'll know that even in the midst of seemingly impossible situations, God promises to be with you and make a way. So call us right now. Make a gift to this listener-supported ministry. And as our thanks, we'll send you the Red Sea Rules book right away. More than one copy if you want to share it with others. Our number is 800-65-HAVEN. 800-65-HAVEN. Or give online at haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. And as I'm today in Cuba, if you want to help with the safe water systems that we mentioned last week, churches sharing not just clean drinking water, but also living water in Jesus Christ, you can read more about that online at our website. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks so much for joining me. Won't you come back again tomorrow? When again together, we'll share the great story. It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. Some things are just impossible, like flying without a plane or helicopter. No matter how hard we try, humans are limited to the ground and the water, gravity. Ever thought about the first person to go up in a hot air balloon? What a feeling that must have been to be free up in the sky with the birds. But even though we are limited, chained to this earth, unless we use some sort of machine, we can have confidence. The Word of God is not limited like we are. Remember Jesus Christ, raised from the dead, descended from David. This is my gospel, for which I am suffering, even to the point of being chained like a criminal. But God's Word is not chained. Get Anchor devotional in print monthly. Visit getanchor.com.